do before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We can go all the way. We don't have to. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is 6 o'clock. It's a Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio because we care about your jokes. I don't know if you saw my cute Dawson meme today. Uh, He was crying. No one listens to me. I'm going to give up. And I say, don't give up, comedians, because we're going to be here and we're going to be nice, everybody. <laughs> so uh, please remember on the Joke Workshop, we have a little uh, a little theme theory thing that goes behind the whole situation. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So a nice crispy brioche bun on the top and the shit in the middle and on the bottom end. Also crispy, maybe some mayonnaise there. Help that whole thing out so they can eat that compliment sandwich and get become a better comedian. We're going to do four-minute sets. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Uh, and then... We'll do comments. We usually stop them at 8, but if we're having a really good conversation, I'll let it go. Uh, Hey, we have really great trainees running the board tonight. Uh, Jay Wu and, or Wu Wu Money, Stein, no, G Money and Wu Stein. Stein, Jay Money and Wu Stein. Yay, they're back here. They're going to be here all night too, giving comments in on the ones and twos. I can never, I don't know if it's a Stein or a Stein, because like I was raised all Jewy too, and I'm like, I guess it's a Stein or a Stein. Uh, I'll have to keep trying to remember. All right, everybody. Uh, we've got a list. We've got people. Please pay attention to your comedians. If you're going to give them comments, uh, there's two at the top there uh, that just get into a microphone, and there's going to be one back here throughout the window. Your first comedian of the night is a hilarious individual. Uh, he has an amazing beard. It is uh, fluffy and wonderful, uh, so as are his jokes. Uh, that's that's the I would never actually call his jokes. They're not fluffy because like he actually make. I should stop now. Everybody, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. What? <laughs> what was that? And now okay. So. Okay. Hey. Um. Yeah, man. I'm uh. I'm feeling pretty neato. Gonna tell some uh, jokes. Going bald. Feeling cool about that. I probably already did. It's exciting. I should just. Uh, I, I've been mulling over just shaving my head completely, but I feel like as long as there's still like I'm still an optimist about it because I feel like as long as there's still something up there, like I haven't fully turned evil yet. Like I haven't gone full Heisenberg. Uh, there's still some re- point of redemption. The other thing too is Greg is my roommate, and uh, two bald white guys that just hang out with each other. That's never good. Like that's always terrifying i don't know it's like what are you guys doing it's like not hating jews we're not doing that we're not talking about not talking about horrible things to write on breitbart by the way we didn't renew our subscription did we okay well we gotta do that then um I was uh, I was taking a piss in a, a bar, and I you know what it's fun to read like bathroom graffiti. Uh, there was a uh, it was one bar 
had a cool little dialogue. It was an elevator shaft operators, and like, ladies love elevator shaft operators because we got the biggest shafts. And you're like, okay. It's cool. And the funniest thing was there was a response, and it was from the pipe fitters. <laughs> and the pipe fitters union chimed in and goes, yeah, the pipe, the ladies like the pipe fitters better because we make it fit the best. <laughs> I was like, this is a cute little war. Like, is this, uh, is like rhyming how you enter the union? I don't know. <laughs> is this like a, an entry thing? Like they take you to a dark room or like a, like a candlelit ceremony and then make you do a limerick or something uh, to get in? I don't know. Sounds fun. Way better than getting jumped into a gang. Um, I uh, I don't like uh, just a couple. Oh wait, I'm a poor white man. I think that's fun. Yeah, that's what I was. Gonna, I'll do this. I'll put you poor. I just have written on my page poor whites. I think that's cool because it could be you'd be like poor whites. Like oh sad poor whites. That's not how I'm saying it, though. Uh, it's just fun uh, to be in San Francisco and be poor and white because, like, all the times you're like, white people, you're, you're taking everything. Bah, you're awful. And you're like, I'm trying to fail as hard as I can, okay? Like, just <laughs> give me a break. I'm trying to fucking just be mediocre, okay? I'm trying so hard. You can, you can deride me. It's okay. Like, a poor white person, though, is just like a flaccid cock, I think, right? You know, it's like, ah, it used to do stuff. Uh, it can sometimes. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, don't really like magicians too much as comedians. Yeah, magicians. I don't know why most magicians have to dress like they're lying to me. Like, you know, it's like a magician just wears like all black or like leopard print. You're like, why would you ever trust that man? You know, like every magician just looks like they uh, invented the dick and the popcorn trick uh, and just got away with it. You don't want some tasty popcorn? Wait, it's my penis. <laughs> I got you. No butter stains uh, on my pants. Pretty cool. Uh, I think if you were a good magician, what you'd do is you'd probably pull out like a better career. I think that's probably better for you. Just pull out like, oh, look, I'm a venture capitalist now. This is exciting. Great. I'm the president, Donald Trump, is a magician. I was, uh, I remember I was reading this cool uh, article that talked about how stupid Trump actually is. This is one of my favorite Trump things. It was saying that like Trump is the kind of stupid that when he walks into a room, you can feel his stupid. <laughs> like that's, isn't that, that's amazing. I don't know how, I don't know what kind of a version of the force that is. Uh, but it sounds pretty awesome. Like if Darth Vader was just the dumbest person in the world instead of really evil, just everybody's just like two plus two is three. What the fuck is going on? And you had to do math a second ago. And now we can't. These are all really, really good bangers I'm working on right now. It's all really hot stuff. Um, I hate vaping. I hate vaping, but I love vaping because stand-up's hard. I'm going to be a competitive vape person. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to vape competitively, I think, right? That's what I'm doing. I want to die. I want to vape so much that when I die, they call me the Amadeus of vaping, which is cool because you don't know exactly what that means uh, at all, right? Like, I, the, you know, the, so they're going to come out with a thing that says, like, vaping is even worse for you than just, like, regular smoking. And I just want to be in the doctor's office when the first person gets diagnosed with cancer from vaping. So it's to be the first cancer diagnosis to get laughed out of a doctor's office. So you gave yourself cancer from smoking cotton candy, you fucking loser. <laughs> get out of here. You're 45. Um, that's it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And I say, oh, no. Where do we go from here?
I don't know, say Yay, John Gallagher, yay. I really don't want to All right, uh, we have comments from the people. If I if I could start, I loved your theater jo- uh, thing the, uh, about the magician with the popcorn butter hand job. I think you could, if there's any tag that I could help you with, that um, the only way to make a hand job be good is if you do it with theater butter. Like, right. right, because hand jobs always suck. True. But if it's in a popcorn tub with theater butter, like that's kind of the only way to make a hand job good anymore. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking the dull side. Is there the dark side, the dull side? Maybe something like that. Get yourself. Oh, very nice. All right, thanks, guys. Is that it? Is that it for John Gallagher? No other quote. Nobody others. No other commentators. Nothing. He's perfect. Hey, everybody, bask in the beauty of his beard. That was John Gallagher. Yay! Uh, I'm excited for tonight because we're keeping up the ratio of uh, male to female comics. There's three ladies in the room tonight and ten guys, which makes us 30%, which is pretty... That's that's not bad numbers, is it, for comedians? I mean, all right. Uh, Hey, she's a funny lady. Pay attention. Take notes. And uh, clap wildly right now for Elizabeth Simone. Yay! You may have left me blind. That's a good ratio. You're right, Pam. It's probably the best ratio I've ever seen. Um, I'm queer. I um, probably, like most of you, was really excited when gay marriage became legal. Uh, Yeah, because I was like, now gay people can finally have sex. (laughs) It's great. It's great. yeah, it made me think of like gay Republicans, which I never understood. I was like, are you against yourself? Um, but then I was like, oh, Christian evangelical gay Republicans. They should have been the ones on the front line for gay marriage because they want to bone so bad, right? They're like so sick of holding hands. Um, my, um, my girlfriend and I went to Good Vibes and bought a harness. I had never never owned a harness before. I had this idea that I was gonna get um, a leather one because that seemed really cool. It's like a leather jacket underwear uh, with a glory hole in it. Um, No, apparently leather, I didn't know this, you need to care for leather. You need to like wipe it off after each use. You need to rub oil into it. You need to give it a hot stone massage, take it to brunch, get it a mani-pedi. No, like, fuck that. I already have a girlfriend. Um, so I got a, I got a low-maintenance harness. It, I swear to God, this is not a joke. It comes with a mesh bag. You can just throw it in and then throw it in the laundromat. It's great. So it's a bra bag for a harness. That is a, it's a real thing. Um, the woman who helped us out at Good Vibes uh, was 12 years old. I was like, are you, are you old enough to be in this store? It says 18 and older. Um, yeah, I was like, are you, are you, have you even had sex with a harness? Well, no, wait, back up. Have you even had sex with another person? Because when I was your age, I was only having sex with pillows. <laughs> um, what else am I going to try out? 
Um, oh, so that, that woman, my girlfriend, we're now ex-girlfriends. We actually, we broke up. Um, but it was a very amicable breakup. Um, I got the harness and she got the dildo and then I get the dildo second and fourth weekends and on Christmas and she gets the harness on the other weekends and Thanksgiving. So, um, that was good. Uh, we had to explain to the sex toys that it wasn't their fault. You know, that this is, this just happens. Um, yeah, I, but when we were together, I used to tell people, I'd be like, this is my girlfriend. We have sex. I mean, it, it was a joke, but I, but I was like, you know, I think that is actually what you're saying. When you tell someone that you're dating someone, you are announcing that you are having sex with someone, uh, hopefully occasionally at least. And I was like, you know, we, I, I'm a big fan of honesty. Like, I think we should just be more honest. We, we shouldn't really beat around the bush. I think we should just be more honest with everyone. So, um, like with your accountant, you'd be like, are you, are you filing singly this year or jointly fucking? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, any standard deductions with that? Or like your, your bank representative, um, Oh, who, who's going to be the named beneficiary on this account? Um, how about the woman I've been having sex with doggy style for the last three years? Great. Okay. We'll just need her social and date of birth for that. Um, or like your boss, you know, like, um, Amy, I, I'd like you to meet Karen. Uh, this is my boss. Uh, Amy and I, uh, we go down on each other. Um, sometimes mutual masturbation. Occasionally we use a double dildo. Uh, it has a vibrator you can put into it. Oh yeah, this is a lovely holiday party this year. Lo loving, loving it. Um, okay, that's my that's my stuff. I'm trying. Elizabeth Simone wants notes. Uh, go up to a microphone and take it away. I really liked when you went into she was running explaining late, she was to the sex toys that it wasn't their fault. Uh huh. Yeah, I want some more tags for that. Like maybe, yeah. Like made them, gave them a voice. Like maybe you mentioned double dildo. So double dildo was like, I like it when you guys are together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With me, you know. Totally. Like you know. Totally. Like kid, thi like yeah. things that kids would say. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sex toys. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh, thank um, you. With the strap on, you're like, I thought, I, you thought it was going to be really cool, like the leather. Uh -huh. Like maybe have like, like they could have skulls on them or like flames or something. Just make it look like a little, I don't know, unique. Yeah. You know, something cool. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. But bedazzling, bedazzling the harness, oh, says yeah, Jeff yeah, Wood. Yeah. Bedazzling. A good, but you'd totally. actually probably need a leather worker to do that, <laughs> like studying or... Uh, I also, you also look 12. Did you know that, that you look 12? I look 12 too. Kind of, yeah. Oh, wait, you look, I mean, you great, look, if great you, compliment. Yeah. so I feel like when you has the person, like you guys could have, you could have been like, had a com I feel like you two could have a conversation about like being, being, being looking, 12. looking 12 yeah. and, okay. and, and buying harnesses. I feel like that's. Uh, that would might be fun. I just don't know if you know how that's young great. you look. No, no, no. That's really great um, because that's something that I've wanted to know for a while because I know that's a thing. Like you should know what you look like so you <laughs> can make fun of it. And I have no idea. You have I've no never idea looked in a mirror. You look so like this is, this yeah. is great. Thank no, you. you, you. If I saw you in Good Vibrations, I'd be like, it, it, like I'm calling the cops. Get out of here. It's, it's like your first time. You you almost have like a Mormon vibe to you. No offense. Like is that? I don't mean. I want. I want to be mean or anything. Yeah. But. No, it's cool. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I just one thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like the first joke. I just think it needs like a little bit more information so you can get it right away. 
Because I don't think you mentioned anything about Christianity or anything before. Yeah, you said no, that. I know. I don't. I feel like that needs to kind of be built out. Yeah, or yeah. Something. But I think yeah. it's a. I think it's a great joke. It Thanks. just needs uh-huh. a little bit more information. Okay. So I don't know how, but you know. Okay. Thanks. That's a good note. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I really liked the. It was like a line that was like, "I was really buzzing when gay marriage was legalized because then gay people could finally start having sex." Uh-huh. And I thought it was a funny premise, like a world where all these gay people were like super gay, but like they just, <laughs> just there was some reason they they could never have sex with each other. And I don't know. It's kind of absurd. So yeah, you might want to write totally. about that. Like, I don't know. Build out the world more. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Hooray! Elizabeth Simone! Yay! And then yay! All right, your next comedian runs an open mic every Tuesday at OMG. Tirelessly and without complaint, he does this weekly. He's an amazing human being. Uh, and you'll love his jokes. Also, he's he's like the best matched lumberjack I've seen all week. Everyone, it's Greg Gettle! Yay! Hello, uh, John talked about going bald. Uh, uh, um, a lot of, I'm bald, and a lot, a lot of guys that are balding ask me, when do you know that you should shave it off? And, and I tell them, you just know. And the moment that I knew, I was getting my hair cut. And what happened was, I had longer hair, and I had like, I had like a little bit of an island. Right now, I have like a, a, a soul patch right here. Well, it's like a soulless patch. And then like a two-inch moat of nothing and then the rest of the hair. That's what I have now. But before, I had a little thing connecting and making it a peninsula. And I remember when I got my hair cut, the lady, for the next 10 minutes after the haircut, just kept doing this, like like, like trying, <laughs> trying to style the peninsula. And she, I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just trying to make it look cool. And I just remember, I went for like a minute. And I remember I was like, I'm never going to feel like this ever again. And then I just shaved it off. Uh, so... That's how you know. Um, it's also weird, too, when people are like, I don't know why you're so insecure about it. Like, I'm going bald. I'm like, you're 63 years old. <laughs> Fuck you, Grandpa. Um, I'm just kidding. He's, he's dead. He died a long time ago. Um, no, I, was, uh, I, I live right next to City College, and uh, today there was, like, this homeless guy just screaming obscenities, and... People are like, calm down. He's like, I went to school here 25 years ago. And like a teacher walked by him and she's had a look like, can you not tell people that? Uh, (laughs) Bad for business. Uh, I also was on 6th Street and uh, that's where my mic's at. And there was a lady of the night. She was like begging all these guys. She was like trying to get some money. And she's like, can I please just suck one of your dicks? And this one guy was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Which is super sad. Uh, I don't know. So I just want you guys to know that. Um, now I'm gonna end it, I'm gonna end it with this. Um, so do we have any sports lovers, sports fans? You like sports? Go Warriors! Incredible. So like I I like sports, but like I hate I like more college. You know because like college. You get in there, like someone appreciates you and your skills, you know, like, and they're like, you can do something with this. I, re- I respect you out of the other, other group, but you got to work hard, you know, and then you finally get drafted with a team and you're like, fuck yeah, I, I made it. Uh, but now I got to keep working hard because people like come and go all the time. So I got to work really, really hard. And then they play their best, whatever sport it is. And then they finally get that, that big paycheck, you know, that guaranteed money, like six year, 120 million, 50 million guarantee. 
And then they just like stop trying as hard because they had the money, it goes to their head, you know, and the, it just kind of goes away. And I feel like that big paycheck, that guaranteed money is, a, is symbolic to like what, a, what marriage does to a relationship. Uh, does that make sense? Because like it's fine, you know, you meet someone, you're just like, I want to be in love. And then you meet someone and you're like, this is awesome, but I can't show them who I really am. You know, it's too early on. So then you kind of listen to their bullshit stories and, and you just put on that fake laugh. That even though he tells the same joke over and over and over again, you just keep laughing. And then, then you get that engagement. Okay, I'm getting close. You know, I'm at, all, my, all my hard work's paying off, but I'm not quite there yet. You know, so I got to keep working hard. And then you get that, that, that ring and then you're like, now I can gain weight <laughs> and like <laughs> and now i can tell you that i fight now i can tell you that the earth is flat now uh that's what i believe yeah now you have to deal with it because we're under contract uh <laughs> yeah so i just i don't know i just feel like you should want to be with someone for 50 years not because you're under contract uh, but because you truly want to be with somebody uh all right guys my name is greg gettle thank you so much about marriage and he's never even been married wow how did he do that no I was really it was really great I was married I understand exactly what you're talking about it was really great yeah I liked the whole um, metaphor cool I got one dumb thing um, <laughs> I was thinking that uh, when you uh, it's more like a senior year you know, like when uh, when all that stuff happens, it's more like having your fucking senior year where you don't have to go to class and yeah, like you basically have senioritis. Anyway, that's just what I was thinking as a premise idea. Boop boop boop. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, no one cares. Anybody else have? Oh, Elizabeth's coming up. I don't have like a tag or, but I like the homeless guy at City College thing, and I feel like that could be more built out like if he's like a legacy at that school you know like kind of mapping on the yeah exactly like his one-legged dog is gonna get in like on a free pass because he's a legacy or something that's like right on that yeah also if not you used to be able to smoke in the um lecture halls of sfsu that was very exciting until like 80 in the mid 80s you could smoke in lecture halls just a weird fact about them uh, I was just gonna say I, I really like the college bit. I don't I don't think you need to add anything or whatever to that. But that but the um, the marriage joke. I think the premise is super strong. But I, I just thought you should you spend so much time on the build up. I thought you yeah, should just I have just, more punch. I mean, it, it seemed like you probably do. You just no, yeah. I just the first time saying that. So I was yeah, trying to get yeah. all the words and. And then I would just say another thing you keep until marriage uh, is if you're a fan of the insane clown posse. Okay. So that's my. That's what I wouldn't tell someone until I was married to them. Okay, that's, I see. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. Just more shit like that. But it, it's, it's, yeah, the concept's really great. Cool. All right, All right clap wildly, everyone. Greg Gettle! Yay! And then yay. And then yay. Oh. Your next comedian. Oh, we've got a Matthew Rockblock coming up. You and you touch my body. We got a Matthew Rock Block coming up right now. Your first Matthew Rock Block. Uh, I, I love it. I see signs all the time. Make banks pay. Make banks pay. And I'm like, what did Matthew Banks ever do to you except tell you a really good racist joke? 
Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Banks. Yay! People, calm down, man. You got to calm down. It's been good, right? Fun times, you know? Just moved here recently, San Francisco. You know, San Francisco has got one of the best reputations of any city in the country. It really does. I mean, even down south, people like San Francisco. You know, they're kind and loving and, like, accepting of everyone. And I saw right through it when I got here. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, I was looking it up just to research and prove my point. And uh, I looked it up, and it's San Francisco is 5% black people. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you've never even given racism a chance. I mean, I mean, I'm from Mississippi. I mean, I've seen racism in its purest form, like an extract. I mean, you could bake a cake with the racism down south. I mean, it's a crazy thing, you know. It's like me saying, like, I really love sweet potato casserole. It's fucking amazing, but I only eat it once a year, you know, only on Thanksgiving. But I swear to God, it's great. I love it. It's weird. I don't know, man. I don't know what the solution to racism is, but, like, I'm pretty sure that's not it. Um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. But I don't know. San Francisco's a good place. There's lots of good people here. People are, like, insanely smart here. Uh, highly damaged, but insanely smart. I've never seen anything. like. I feel like uh, San Francisco is almost like a... A boarding school for uh, disowned adults. <laughs> you know, uh, lots of people here seem to have a real difficulty with their parents and their childhood, uh, which I get. I get. I have the same thing. So, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, uh, just observing what I see. It's been cool. Um, what else? What else other ideas? Oh, I, I'm a super big fan of serial killers. Like, they fascinate the shit out of me. And I was, I was watching this one... Uh, one documentary about serial killers and this dude's like a serial cannibal and uh he killed this one guy like the last dude he killed he killed him and he cut off his thigh meat and like sauteed it and he didn't like it so he he like put it up in a like a plastic thing in saran wrap and he gave it to his neighbor and he told him that it was kangaroo meat this dude was in and I was just like, my God, like, this dude is a very giving man. Like, he shared <laughs> he shared what he did with these people. I mean, he's in Russia, so they were like, hmm, this is an intricacy or whatever the fuck. Is that even a word? Did I just make that up? Probably. Anyway. But, yeah, um, I'm uh, trying to eat right recently. Uh, I'm trying to eat salads and shit. Oh, my God. I don't like salads at all. Like, salads are like the hand jobs of food. Like, the only thing that makes them any better is, like, some oil or something, a little lubrication. I was just, I was kind of wondering, like, what if, what if I just had a girl spit all over my salad? <laughs> I, might be able to, <laughs> I might be able to get through it a little easier if that happened. Um, you know what I mean? Who knows, man? I, uh, I did have a blind date the other night. All right, the girl tried to set me up on a blind date. And uh, she showed me the picture, and I was just like, oh, my God, no. I was like, look, I know I'm not the greatest, but, like, come on. And she's just like, guys are the worst. Like, all they give a shit about is looks. And she's like, girls, they just care about personality. I was like, how dare you fuck a guy just for his personality? <laughs> like, my God, I give looks a chance, you know? I take them into consideration. Like, all you give a shit about is the inside. What about the outside? 
Like, that might have taken some work, too. You know? What if she goes to the gym? She should be proud of that, you know? I'm looking at bigger, better things, you know? I'm not, I'm not that superficial. I care about both. Um, what else? Yeah, my buddy had a kid recently. Oh, my God, the arrogance of this guy. He sent me a picture of his baby, like, on his shoulder. He's like, look what I just created. And I'm like, dude, nine months ago, you were calling me crying because you forgot to pull out. And now you're, like, taking credit for what you created. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You know, and, like, parents are, parents are crazy, man. They take credit for things they shouldn't take credit for. Like, walking, I'm like, dude... I know plenty of people that grew, in, grew up in shit homes, and they walk just fine. I'm like, you can't take credit for biology. My God. Oh, man, what a great set we're having. This is great. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? I think that's it, actually. I'm going to spare you guys a minute and give it back to the Maya Vanille. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Matthew Banks. Yay. Uh, I have one thing. You you did a really, really great thing with the races and distilled, and then you started about baking a cake, and it just needs a few more details to really flesh it out for the people that love to bake. Like, instead of vanilla, you just add your distilled racism, like pe white people taste like vanilla anyway, or but it's like just, it just in... in like, you could add a little racism to your pancake. Like, you started, but it's like anything that vanilla would be in. I think there's a connection there that needs to be. You just, like, one more tiny jump. Because you were already there. Just bring it into the real baking realm and say instead of vanilla. Because it also references white people, because white people are vanilla. Right? Maybe? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, nice. White flour. Yeah, white flour. White flour. White flour. White flour. I'm sorry, George. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Just keep saying white flour. <laughs> white, white flour with distilled racism makes a beautiful cake. It's for weddings and brat mitzvahs. <laughs> Just kidding. I know they don't, not, the Nazis don't like the Jews either. I got it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Everybody loved his jokes. Matthew Banks, everyone. Yay. Matthew Banks. Yay. All right. We're going to do the second half of this Matthew Rock Black with your next quirky character. He's got the, it's not even a fanny pack. It's because he's a carpenter. It's way cooler. Oh, no, he has a fanny pack, too. Oops, spoke too soon. Hey, everybody. Matthew Quirk. Yay. Yeah, keeping the fashions current with my fanny pack. Hey, give it up for Matthew Banks. Besperching my, my good name, Matthew Banks. Damn it. I hate you, Banks. Where is he? Anyway, so, uh, hey, we're dry in here, right? We're dry. But fuck that, man. I'm drinking a kombucha. Fuck that. Fuck the man, man. Try and stop me. Try and stop me. You can't. All right, keeping things topical. Uh, so how about uh, Trump dropping the uh, the mother of all penis envy over there in the desert, right? Nothing small hands about that. Am I right? Boom. Putting the boom on that boom. So did you guys see those photos of him when he was like pretending to drive that big truck? You know, nobody saw that? Clap if you saw it. I need some sign of like, thank you. So I know they're out there. 
Yeah, I mean, didn't he look like a fucking five-year-old, like, playing with his big truck, right? And with this bomb that he dropped off, it, it's like he was trying to say, like, well, like, no one really got hurt. because no, well, Then why'd you drop the bomb? This is why we don't give five-year-olds matches, you know? Like, you don't know what to do with them. And uh, he just obviously just wanted to see something go boom, right? Am, am I the only one who sees this plainly? No? Anyway. Anyway, it's having great effect. It's causing up, an uptick in the nuclear threat from Korea, right? Yay. All right, let's move along. Uh, oh, uh, Joe Gorman's in the news, right? You guys been hearing about Joe Gorman? I don't know what to believe with that. I don't know whether he's sick or dying or not, man. I can't imagine him getting hurt in a car accident. I always figured it would be like a cocaine-heroin mixture. Classic comic. No, he's not. There's no emergency. Someone put some fake news on Facebook. So if you're not following, you don't know. Yeah, I always figured he would go with the cocaine-heroin mixture, you know, classic comedy death. Man, I can't imagine doing that. Sometimes I smoke a joint when I'm drinking coffee and I'm just like, oh, the rush, my heart. <laughs> I like can't finish, you know. Anyway. So yeah, you know, we've got a smart car out now. we got a smart house, smartphone. When are they going to have a smart horn, right? i got so much more to say than just honk, you know. Like, this bus driver sucks, you know. Hey, I know that guy over there. Uber, use your fucking blinker, you know. Little stuff like that. We could program them. Yeah, so uh, this, this is serious. I, I need a room to rent coming up, right? It's especially serious because I need someone to help me avoid filling out any more of those fucking, like, applications for a room for rent. They're fucking so horrible now. They don't even ask your credit rating. They ask you, like, how you feel about community, you know? What's, what, what are your thoughts on sweeping, you know? How is you, you know, like, what the fuck? I, you know, do you care about bread? Like, oh man, this is a trap, right? You guys are gluten-free. I'm walking into this buzzsaw. I'm walking into a buzzsaw here. We've even started living together and already I can't stand you, you know? But what are you going to do? It's like 900 bucks to share a room, you know? You got to fucking do something. So please, if anyone knows anybody that's cool with a room, doesn't mind smoking weed, please, I need it. Bad. Oh, thank you. Uh, so maybe a little Spicer, huh? Sean Spicer. That's a good fucking Nazi name, isn't it? Sean Spicer, right? And to keep with the Nazi theme, he's trying to like uh, shame Syria for gassing their people, comparing him, you know, trying to compare him unfavorably to Hitler, right? You know, usually, usually you don't compliment Hitler when you're trying to get people to do what you want. No, just me complimenting Hitler. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know, just Easter, Passover. So, just for safety, I, I put some lamb's blood on my door. Nobody? That's Jewish humor. All right. What, do I have 30 seconds left or no? Absolutely. All right. So, uh, you know, trannies are back in the news on where they go to the bathroom, right? I mean, have they been holding it this whole time? What's the deal? So, I got to tell you, as an originalist, the Founding Fathers had an outhouse and that was it, right? It was that or cholera. They'd have been like, if they were presented with this problem, they'd have been like, indoor plumbing? All right, that's all I have to say. He's an originalist. That was great. I'm glad you mentioned the originalist thing because that's in the news because of 
that young fuckface uh, Neil Gorsuch, Neil the forty-nine year old that gets to be in the Supreme Court forever. Good, good job, everybody. Forty-nine years old, great. He's gonna live forever, and he's an originalist. And hey, I'm forty-nine. I wouldn't even know. No, I know, but we wouldn't. We wouldn't let you be in the Supreme Court either, would we? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I, I like. I, I thought you had great jokes tonight. They were all really topical, really on. I think you're always really topical and really on. So I'm the worst person to tell you anything, but you're the best. You. <laughs> That's a material now, kids. But if you want to, if you want to talk about originalism, just I mean, you can always bring up Antonin Scalia and Neil Gorsuch, who are both originalists. And um, so there you go. I mean. You just kind of threw it away in a joke, but I heard it and I was like, ha ha, but no one knows what that means really, except for the people that do. Yeah. So you're working with a niche audience. I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? No. Um, yeah. Please, I need the validation. I like, your, I like your stuff. There's some validation. Um, <laughs> I, I found myself kind of wanting more hyperbole or more extremes with some of your stuff. So like um, the coffee, cigarette, your heart racing. I kind of wanted that. I mean, coffee and cigarette is very mild compared to heroin and was it heroin cocaine combo. Yeah. But I kind of wanted it even more mild. Like I had a piece of chocolate and some tea and I thought my heart was going to race or, or I was going to have a heart attack. Um, the I really like the like I already can't stand you and we haven't even lived together. I also wanted that like a little more extreme like that you had to write like a two hundred word essay on your thoughts on sweeping like something that was kind of more blown up on the sweeping stuff. But yeah, I like liked your stuff. Thanks. Clap wildly for Matthew Quirk, everyone! Yay! He really is seriously looking for a room though. So hey, everybody, help him find a place to live here somewhere yay anybody got a closet just kidding can't closets aren't even big enough to sleep in these days your next comedian he's a young man i hope he still doesn't live with his parents that's where you gotta live if you want to live somewhere live with your motherfucking parents right if you can still talk to them i don't talk to my parents i'm i'm maxed out of that equation uh he's young enough that he can still get away with it this fresh young face everyone clap your hands wildly for chris violta I do have a room if you want to talk later. I, I'm being serious. Because I'm moving out of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good because I've been looking. Okay. That was dumb. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I have to, because it's like in my head. I dropped my set list on the floor and two people saw it. That's like terrifying. Like for people to see the things in your, like I'm gonna say it anyways, but for people to see it unsaid, just written, it's like, oh God. I'm like, I was looking at it, I was like, I hope this wasn't legible for them to see it, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I got a, I failed public speaking and I have a lisp. I don't know what makes me think I could do this right now, honestly, it's really, it's like the education system said you can't talk and nature constantly tells me you shouldn't be talking, you know, just. <laughs> But I'm here. Um, I like swing music. Swing. This fucking lisp. Swing music. But more like modern swing. Not like that. That 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 stuff. I like the modern stuff like Lana Del Rey, the XX, Radiohead. You know the type of music you swing to death to. That's the type uh. of swing music I like. That's what I love. <laughs> uh, 
we're not stupid in here, right? None of us are idiots or anything. We're, no, none of us here believe in global warming, anything like that. We're not stupid idiots, right? Because we got to speak up about this shit, honestly, because people out there think that the ocean's getting dirtier because of global warming and shit. We got to speak up, tell them the ocean's getting dirty because Jesus just hasn't cleaned his walking on water shoes. That's the truth right now, okay? We're not idiots. We got to speak up because there's people out there, they think guns are the reason why gun violence happens or that Little boys aren't cute as fuck, you know? Like, these fucking idiots in the world, all right. That was a fun character. Uh, I uh, I actually coach youth soccer, which is probably not the best thing to say after that little boy joke. But I do coach youth soccer, and people assume that the hardest part about coaching kids is handling the kids, but I always say I'm American. The hardest part about coaching soccer is liking soccer, you know? It's a very, it's a very hard things to get into and I think it's hard to like soccer as an American because as an American we're not good at footwork and I think it's because we're not we don't have any good dances here you know and you have to have be a good dancer you have like South America you know you have the samba merengue tangos salsa Germany they have this thing called street plotter I don't know what it's called but they can dance here all we have is square dancing just walking horizontally around a ball. Of course we suck at soccer. Occasionally we go diagonally. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, but I'm also human, so the kids aren't very fun either. I don't really like kids. I don't think many people like kids. I think a lot of people love kids, but there's a difference between love and like. You know, we like them. No, we love them, so we'll feed them. We'll look out for them, but we won't hang out with them. That's why we make them sit at a whole other table on Thanksgiving. You know, that's not how you treat a friend. Even my coworkers don't like, I know teachers don't like kids. Whenever I ask my coworkers if they like kids, they're always like, oh yeah. They go high, you know. Oh yeah, I like kids. I, I, I like, I like, fuck, <laughs> why am I still in this job? You know? Or even, kids don't even like kids, you know. A, a kid's biggest wish growing up is to grow up and stop being a kid. Like that's literally, they don't, they're tired of their own crap. Uh, people say I shouldn't talk about kids because I don't have kids, and that's a fair point. But I have written poems, and I feel like writing poems is a lot like having kids for three reasons. One, you're the only one that really has any appreciation for them. Two, you're kind of embarrassed that you wrote them in the first place. And three, you know, one of them might change the world, but most of them would have been fine if they were just aborted, you know. Just, the world would have probably been a better place if it was. Uh, that's it. Thank you for your time, everybody. Yay. Hey, Chris Vialta, yay! Comments from the people. Um, I really like your joke that Americans aren't good at soccer because we don't have good footwork. Um, then maybe there's an opposite joke about like why we have invented American football. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we good at? Like, running into each other and then stopping to rest. Every five yards we have to rest. <laughs> you know, good, yeah. like being really overweight like I don't know maybe some things that like align yeah. with football that you can tease because football is kind of a, yeah. I mean American football is kind of lame that's good right. thank you yeah piggyback off of what else like I was trying to think of similar things uh, and football also has like a lot of bureaucracy so like, there's actually like a lot of like tiny rules um, I don't know how um, but I really I thought the soccer pot, like the first line the first punch on you had about like not liking soccer that was really strong um the only the feedback I have on your uh, poetry kids joke, those three points at the end, I would make them more specific. Okay. So like the first one was, you know, people don't want to hear about either of them or what? Like no one has an appreciation for them. What was the second one? Uh, 
kind of embarrassed that you made them. Okay, so yeah, that you made them. Or like that you created them or that you spawned. I don't know, trying to make it like more specific for something for the, uh, and what was the third one? Uh, third one is most would have been better off not made, aborted, I'd say. Aborted. Or erased. I'm trying to think of something that also yeah. works for poetry. I said erased last time. It didn't hit as hard as aborted. Even though aborted didn't hit that hard either, but. Um, I don't know. What, other, what are other words that apply to like writing? Uh, deleted. Oh, that's edited with gene, genealogy. Yeah. Genetics, something, yeah. So find a word that would apply yeah. to both to make it more specific than just made. Because yeah. I think it's a really funny concept, but the more specific you can get, I think the funnier yeah. it'll be. Cool. The other it was really strong. Yeah, I said made. Yeah. Created. Okay. Cool. Oh, well, I, I got one from back. So you were saying something about the um, uh, that you dropped your your your, your list, of, your, your set yeah. list, and you were kind of embarrassed about it. It's kind of like what happens if you dropped a list of stuff you're going to buy at Good Vibes, and you <laughs> want people to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't want people to know about this joke slash vibrator. You know? So yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thanks. I was really just going to mention how great your shirt is. Oh, thank you. Uh, big fan. Very old shirt. Thanks. Cool. Thank you. Hey, that was Chris Vialta. Yay. All right, your next comedian. She's a lovely human being. She's uh, rounding out this 30% female comedian thing we got going on in this sausage fest on this Monday night. Clap her hands wildly for Allison Hooker! Yay! Yeah, she leaves me out. Love a good sausage fest, though. Um, you guys have a nice Easter? Yeah? Fun Easter? Yeah, I went, I went to my sister's house and her, my little niece had like friends over and they were all like running around totally cracked out on chocolate like <laughs> Auntie Allie, Auntie Allie, the Easter bunny came, you know. And I immediately just jumped on board with this ridiculous lie that a giant bunny lays colored eggs and um, hides them in your yard. This actually, this other kid that came to this party um, brought his tooth that he had lost. <laughs> came out to me, he showed me, he's like, look, all proud, look what I made. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I didn't realize, I don't have kids, you know? I didn't realize, like, when I was a little kid, how disgusting losing your teeth is. You know, as an adult, you're like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Don't show me the hole in your mouth. So unnerving, you know? <laughs> oh my God, I was like, kid, why did you bring it to this party? Like, go home, put it under your pillow. Like, there's a fairy, he's gonna come and give you money for that thing, you know? These fucking lies we tell these kids. But like half the kids that were at this Easter egg hunt actually came from church. So they're drawing later and one guy like drew Jesus like raise, rising up through the earth, going up into the sky. And they start arguing like, no, that's real. No, it's not real. And one of them turns to me like, Auntie Allie, is God real? I was like, that's controversial, you know? <laughs> that one you're gonna have to figure out in your own heart by yourself. Like I was on board for the bunny and the tooth fairy. <laughs> But this one, I think, that, I think God was the first one I stopped believing in though because um, when I was little, like my mom brought me to church. I was terrified of hell. Um, and I remember I used to pray when I was a little kid, like please Lord, come back down to earth while I'm still little and I believe in you. <laughs> like I knew I was gonna outgrow this shit, you know? Uh, but but I, like, 
I stopped believing in God before the other ones because there's no fucking evidence, like for a kid. Okay, if I'm offending anyone, there's no evidence for a kid. Like there's evidence of Santa Claus, there's like the presents, the little crumbs going from the plate to the chimney, you know? Like God, like what's the, <laughs> like shit happens, that's your evidence, you know? Bad things happen, it's God's will, that's, <laughs> that's the evidence that God exists. Uh, I, I really don't understand, like, I think I kind of understand the Christian message, you know, I was raised around it, I've, I've seen it. I don't understand Christians that voted for Trump. He just seems so far from a Christian, how they define themselves. It's like, are they looking for someone with a lot of sin that they can forgive <laughs> again and again? Practice, like, is that gonna get them into heaven? Just forgiving? I don't know. Election night, I was like, oh my God, no baby, let's move, we're moving. And I looked at him, and he's from Syria. So um, we decided to stay. <laughs> I know, painful but true. That's all I got. Syrian boyfriend. Yeah, I actually have a joke that I can give you that hasn't been working. And it's that, but it'll work for you. It doesn't work for me, but it'll work for you because you have a Syrian boyfriend, right? Okay, here's the concept. Uh, we in San Francisco love the smell of our own farts so much, but we aren't doing anything about the Syrians either. I think that we could get at least a thousand San Franciscans together to at least couch surf like a thousand Syrians. Like the United States has only taken like 300 Syrians. And I feel like San Francisco could stop being fucking fart smelling assholes. And we could actually be like, hey, let's all figure out a way. Everyone, if we could actually couch surf a thousand Syrians for a whole year, I bet. Cause the city of San Francisco. Because you're a jerk if you don't have a Syrian on your couch. But just couch surfing, so just about the whole refugee thing. Like you're actually helping the refugee problem because you're like betting a Syrian. Letting kid. one inside of me. So there's right, exactly. He's like, <laughs> definitely letting one in my home. I, right, exactly. That's great. That's very funny. Refugee. Okay. Right. You're letting one inside of you, so someone can come in your home. Why is Why is United States being so close border to Syrians? They've got I'm really big open. dicks. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, I really like the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, all that stuff. That was um, funny. I thought that with the evidence things, like I love that idea, and it made me wonder, like, could there be a world where like parents try and make evidence for God? Oh, yeah. Like they make like good stuff happen or bad stuff, and they're like, it's God, oh, like yeah. God visited you or something That's like that. Funny. I also like the idea of this kid at the Easter party with the. Um, with the tooth and like wondering what's going on for the tooth fairy on Easter. Is she like, this is my one day off? <laughs> like, or, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. A holiday. Nice. Government holiday. She had to have it off. Yeah. <laughs> I think your point about kids is really funny. And especially because, and I don't know if you can work this in or not, but like the number one thing that kids always ask is why? Like, that's what, like, the answer, it's like a classic, like, then as soon as you give them the answer, they're like, but why? But why? And for some reason, that's just, like, completely null and void when your parents are like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Or, like, I don't know, you could, like, play up to that concept. Um, The, uh, the the other thing I was going to suggest is you talk a lot of other 
points about how much younger your boyfriend is from you. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, you're when you're talking to your boyfriend about moving back to Syria, and he's like, but why is all of this happening? And you can just be like, it's God's will. <laughs> like, do a call back to the joke about how he's such a kid that you can just, like, write it off. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I really liked your last joke too about Trump and forgiveness and everything. Mm-hmm. I think if you brought in like other terrible people that Christianity has forgiven and stuff like priests or whatever, just to build on it. Okay. But as it is, it's really good. I like it. Thanks. I thought, I thought, I thought, I loved the, what you were trying to do with the Jesus bit, with the Christmas stuff. But I mean, I feel like, I mean, I was listening and I was all into it. But then, like, when you said, like, there's no evidence, I feel like if anyone's listening and you're like, there's no Christian evidence, it's like, well, well there's a, a large amount of people who would say there's evidence. There's a, there's a lot of buildings around the world that kind of serve as evidence. There's a book that a lot of people read. So, I guess, kids That's, evidence. Evidence for kids. I mean, and then you said Christmas presents. I mean, like, if you're actually celebrating, like, you know, if you're, if you're talking about parents teaching their kids about Christianity, there's a chance that they could say, like, you know, these presents are... You know, they gave presents to Jesus, and this is this Christmas present, uh, the name Christmas. No, I know, but that's still not evidence of him being here. That's what my that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no kid evidence, like a well, physical thing. There's I mean, a, a appeal to authority, though. Like, you could use go segue that into though kids just deferring to authority and not questioning what adults are telling them. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Because he as he brought that up, I thought to myself, oh yeah, appeal to authority. Like all the older, all the adults are telling us that. It's true. That must mean it is true. I feel like, yeah, I feel like also you were saying, like, oh, there's, there's no physical evidence. Well, I mean, like, a, the present is someone saying that this is, a, this is an evidence. It's not, this is, this is a piece of the fucking rabbit, you know? Like, it's, it's them saying, like, this represents, yeah, this represents that. Yeah, but, like, Cadbury so, eggs, cat, not, I understand what she's saying, because there's proof of Easter, because first we know that of, bunnies yeah, don't of, lay eggs. The proof of Bunnies of Jesus, don't lay chocolate eggs. The proof of Jesus is... Christmas. Yeah, I guess I'm. I guess. Yeah, but but that but she but the angle I'm she's going but the angle that she's Sorry. going at is like oh well you if you want to teach your kids about Easter and, and Christmas well if you if you're going at that angle then there's a chance that people are if you're talking about Christmas and Jesus it, you're already you're providing evidence of that to the kid. If they were ever taught yeah. yeah, if they, yeah, and that's that's why I feel like if, there's if a disconnect. Wanna, if that, you want to get. To the hypocrisy. I see where you're getting with the joke of it, but if you want to get to the hypocrisy of it, Christmas isn't even Jesus' birthday. Jesus' birthday was in like but, June or some yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's like over, but I'm just saying from the angle that she's coming at where she's saying like, well, you know, you, you give a kid an egg, you know, there, there's evidence for that Easter bunny. But then if, when you start talking religion and you say that there's no evidence for Jesus, well, if you're, tr- and you bring in the whole Christmas present thing. Well, the Christmas present is kind of the same thing as the Easter well, egg. I mean, but yeah, but parents aren't saying that Jesus gave you that Christmas present. They're telling you about Jesus, but they're not showing you like he came into the house and he put this here, which to a kid is evidence, right? Like, oh, see, Santa Claus came. There's crumbs. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like there's a whole disconnect the way you're wording it because okay. it, it's just like I immediately started thinking like, well, there's a ton of evidence from that. Okay. Can I? Back your childlike mind, man. Like, in that respect, kind of. Okay. I feel like it's a, it's a like, like, yeah. 
Um, I just want to say I'm I grew up Jewish and I believed in Santa until I was like 10 um, like probably later than that um, but uh, I really liked what you were saying about like the, the evidence of God is that like bad things happen like because you normally when you're trying to talk about God you're like he's looking after you like he wants what's best for you but the idea that like your dog died because God wanted your dog to die like I think that's <laughs> funny I guess I just feel like, like people bring up God when bad things happen more often than good. Like yeah. when a kid's like skipping on the street, they don't stop like, hey, hey, God made you. You know, but it's like when people are down is the time that it's like, yeah. This is a goofball joke, but it's so funny. Your, uh, your bit about the missing tooth and the kid. Yeah. And I just thought it was really funny. It's like when he's at the party, you could be like, what is this? Like B-Y-O-T? It's not bring your own tooth. And I know it's stupid. It's a dumb, cheap joke, but you could totally Maybe put it in. Maybe thought he could trade it because they're worth so much money. Huh. Just, yeah, there you go. Anything. Thanks so much, guys. Yay! Allison Hooker, everyone. Hooray! Huzzah! Your dress is really cre- cute, too, by the way. Yay. Not that I was objectifying you and your cute dress. Uh, no, it really is really cute, though. Your next comedian, he's back here learning the boards. And he's going to be up for you right now. It's G Money, also known as George D. Smith. Yay! Stop. The only reason I gave you that name was because that's what my brother calls me. You asked me, do you have a nickname? I was like, no. But my brother calls me G Money for some fucking reason. So I'm like, you know, G Money. I am so far from a fucking G Money. It's disgusting. Like, like the block is so far in front of me, dog. You have no idea. I don't even know that block. I don't know G Money's block. But I know that's my nickname. But anyway, I like, ugh. The fact that she even asked, I felt shitty. But anyway, it's either milk or milk. Either you're right or you're wrong, okay? (laughs) Milk is dead fucking wrong. Like one of my oldest friends in the world to this day, it's not like he has a speech impediment, just says milk. He knows what's right. He's heard the right word. What's so fucked up about this joke, if you stop and think about it, it's like it's pro-conformist, which is shit. That's a garbage piece of business. But at the same time, there's right and there's wrong. You know, it's like, <laughs> Ryan's like, do you have to vote for somebody eventually? Right? Can you always be a fucking non whatever? Uh, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh, God, this is weird. How do we do this? Okay. Joke workshop. Um, <laughs> Rush. I thought Getty Lee was a chick. I worked at record stores. Names Getty. Thought it was a woman. You know the whole time. Sounds like a girl. Plays like a girl. I'm like, hey man, it's Getty Lee. Oh, and his politics are garbage. But um, <laughs> what's super funny is like Neil Pert is the drummer for uh, Rush, right? And uh, I used to have a neighbor back in Kalamazoo who, now, ladies and gentlemen, don't get jealous, but he had the world's second largest drum collection. 
stop, okay, all right? In every issue of Modern Drubber Magazine, I used to be able to walk into this like I walk onto this stage, and you'd see like two toms in front of you, and you could walk into it, into it, and it would sound like that, like that, every time, time. You'd walk into his fucking, fucking drum, drum, place, place, and you'd be like, what the fuck? He had pornography, drums, and cats. That was another thing. He was a, he was a cat guy, Pam. And he loved his six cats in that stinky one-room fucking place. But anyway, oh yeah, so as I was getting to, <laughs> slowly but surely, about those politics, uh, he, they're all like libertarian cunts, which is Ayn Rand shit, which is as Neolithic as banging on drums. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right, oh wait, before I go, I'll always end on my dumb, oh, actually, I got two different ones. I'll end on my dumb joke, but before I do that, I'm gonna do this other one I thought of the other day. Yeah, joke workshop, new shit. <laughs> I love saying that. All right, you know what they say, that shit, thank you, right? <laughs> but the real fucking joke is, what can guys do that lifesavers, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, good night. George D. Smith, also does a G Money. I, I just had a, a genuine question. You said Yeti plays like a woman. How is that? Getty Lee or Getty? What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but but Getty play. I I'm just genuinely it's just curious. being a what, shithead. He sings. He sings like. You've heard Rush, he right? He talks so well, I, I understand how people can sing like a woman. You, no, you cannot play like a woman. That's but the absurdity you, of the but joke. Those are the words you. Oh, okay. Okay. I, that's that's five, not a thing. Okay, okay, I just missed. Okay. The joke is that he also plays like a woman. That's not a thing. Anyway. I'm out, son. Fucking take this one. No comments. All right, everybody. George. Woo! Your next comedian. She has a new show coming up on Thursday nights from 10 to minute. 10 to midnight called 10 bucks public transportation and a possible blowjob put your hands together. I don't think it's public I think it's just transportation I fucked up your show it's 10 bucks transportation, transportation and a potential blowjob everybody clap your hands wildly for Geneva Rust Orta They're all mine. Uh, and uh, Lisa, she, she works from home. She's um, a coffee maker. We keep her in the kitchen um, just to push her buttons. Um, and we might step on visit, but it drains her. So she asked me to leave today. Um, I used to have a dog, uh, died. So here I am. Um, <laughs> My dog, all right, so he, my dog, um, my mom has a dog, but they're really annoying. They like, they uh, piss me off. So she's got one called Watson that uh, he he bit me because um, I 
tried to pet him. So I, I was really pissed off. So I, I went for a walk around the block without him. Because you've got to take power where you can get it. I, um, I live with my parents. Like I need, to, I need to take power where I can get it. I, I took out the trash the other day because my mom told me to take out the trash. And uh, I, I put the bag in the bin. And before I shut the lid, I just said, you got to go. got to... That's the level I'm at. I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not better than a, anyone. Um, I used to be submissive in bed, but then I started, uh, I started being a server. And um, I don't want sex to feel like work. <laughs> I don't. So, I don't do much. I, uh, I work in, at the Dion Cafe. Um, yeah, and I've, I've just kind of started to like the people I work with. So they've just started disliking me. Like I'm, I'm very Jewish about the way I show affection. There's like, um, there's a dishwasher named Nixon and uh, he's really cool, he's really awesome. And uh, the other day he was like, hey, how are you? And I said, I'm good, how are you? And he said, I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I asked if he had his break yet. And he said, no, I haven't had my break. And I was like, that's, it's 2.30, that's ridiculous. Like you need to complain. And he was like, no, it's, it, I'm just gonna wait for my break. And I was like, no, that's not healthy. Um, and then he was like, well, I, I don't speak such good English. I, you know, this is the only job I can get. I don't really wanna mess it up. And I was like, you don't speak English? And he was like, no, I'm from China. And I was like, you need to start taking night classes. And he was like, well, I, I work here until 10. So I can't, I don't really, so I said, you need, you need another job, Nixon. Have you updated your resume? And he was like, no, like, leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I'm turning into my mother, um, all of them. Uh, my moms are gay, like the, the first lesbians in history, like there's an old Jewish story, like in, in ancient Brooklyn, uh, there's, there's, two, there's two women uh, fighting over a baby and there were, one woman had like the left arm and the left leg and she was pulling that way. And the other woman had like the, well, the other left arm and the other left leg and she was pulling that way. And um, they're both, like the head was kind of back, its neck was broken, but it was still alive. So, uh, so the King, King Solomon came and he said, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cut this kid in half. You can both get each half. And they were like, no, don't, don't cut up our daughter. Like you can have our son though. <laughs> we didn't want him. Um, and we don't need your judgment. And he was like, that's not how this story's supposed to go. And they're like, well, life is a lot more nuanced than uh, tradition would have you believe. So uh, he was like, well, what are you gonna do? Are you, uh, how are you gonna sort this out? And they're like, we're just gonna keep pulling her in two directions for the rest of her life. <laughs> um, and that's where I'm at. I don't know how to end that. Thank you, bye. Hey, Geneva Resorta. Reinterpreting the Solomon story. See, I actually got the joke because I know about the story about the baby, and then, the, and then, in the real mother says, "No, no, you take the baby because that's the wisdom of Solomon that the mother who really, really had the baby wouldn't let the baby die, because women are ultimately compassionate, except for that whore that wanted to kill the baby." Yeah. <laughs> Geneva, that was a really fun set. Who has comments? I, I, I enjoy all your stuff. You're very like laid back which I like you don't you don't you're not like coming at us like I gotta prove something you're like I'm just gonna talk up here and that's cool and everybody was no no it's really good it's like a really cool laid back you know not st standoffish is the wrong word like it's 
you're inviting. You're just not like. In your face. Right. You don't. You're not. Not every comedian has to be high energy. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Thank you. Do you have examples with regards to both of your mothers? Use the microphone. Oh. Do you have exam? Do you have examples regarding both your mothers, uh, with regards to how you're being pulled into different directions? Because it feels like I think I've I've heard you give jokes about that before. Yeah. Which could then tie into that yeah, later on sure. down in your next set. I have one mom that's super like anal and another one that's like way too chill. Mm -hmm. And so they're both kind of extreme personalities. But I don't have examples, but I'm working on writing them. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good feedback. So you have siblings too? Do you have two stepmoms? Yeah, I have two stepmoms. Yeah. Oh, I don't have any. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was really funny, but I also felt like there was like uh when you said his name was Nixon, you yeah. know, I did not expect the Chinese immigrant part. No, I actually don't know where he's from. I need to ask him. <laughs> I mean, you can make it up. I mean, but it's just the yeah. name. I like I, you said Nixon, and then you're like, you're from China, Nixon. It's kind of like maybe if you start off like I don't know, you just Google like common Chinese name. Maybe that that would help paint a better picture. I mean, because like I mean, I'm sitting next to Kinzazuki, and he was pissed. <laughs> uh, to be fair, no Chinese in this city are going to give you their Chinese name, though. They'll probably tell you their name is Nixon. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. See, that, that's like the that's the that's the, he cleaned it up uh, when he when he told me he was like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to no, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe like you could do that too. Like you could just you could I think that would just be it. Just like paints a better picture and also like kind of also helps out with the whole like I guess kind of like you were a little bit like not intentionally but sort of insensitive is that the, the kind of the joke right that you're yeah totally yeah so yeah maybe that would help out more too when, totally. you, when you unknowingly being and I don't know if you can throw this in there but like because you said Chinese dishwasher and like there was a famous Chinese dishwasher a guy who started out in dishwashing you guys might know Bruce Lee uh Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, you could thing? say like that's another cool. way of being insensitive, like, <laughs> like just you know, sort of you know, like I'm not saying like stereotyping, but like, hey, you know, uh, you could work on your resume because you know who else was a dishwasher, like, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, that's super something my mom would do, yeah, and me. Awesome. Hey, oh, by the way, from, from the back. The booth. Oh yeah. So I actually do know a guy named Nixon, like, and he actually did work when I worked at a ca cafeteria. He actually was at a cafeteria too. So you can probably just go with the whole thing like, oh, so have you worked on your resume? No, not really. So what did you do before you did this? I pretty much did this before, but somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah, you probably do need to work on your resume. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Was it, I don't know if this was an intentional joke or not, but when you said my dog died and now I'm here, the way you delivered that was so funny. Like <laughs> the fact that like, that's all we get. And like, now you're here. And that was just, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I would keep that line. All right. Uh, yeah. And I think there's, I think that story, the, the mom pulling the kid in two directions is ubiquitous enough that you could get like more specific. I'm trying to remember what like actual, you said ancient Brooklyn, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but there's probably like, they took it. What did you say? They, did they, cause okay. So in the story, they take it in front of a, the King, but like, yeah. is there a, what was the parrot? Did you have a parallel for that? Um, no, I know. Wait, did your moms get divorced? Yeah, they did. So, like, they went in front of the divorce court judge. Sure, yeah. Or, I don't know, but mm -hmm. if you wanted to. I think the story's sure. fun. You said you didn't know how to end it. I thought the way you ended it was already very funny. Oh, But, but like, if cool. you wanted to add more to it, I think you yeah. could get more specific. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Yay! Yeah.
Yeah, right, Geneva Restorta. Well, uh, we're gonna shut down the comedy, uh, not the comedy, the comments portion of tonight because we have seven people left and in order to fit them all in, we're just gonna cut out the comments. I hope that's okay. It, unless Ian or Brooke were really hankering for some comments. Were either one of you really, Brooke, were you like, I want comments so badly tonight. Yeah, people have comments tell me after. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, if you have things that you've written down and you really wanna tell them, tell them after. We're just going to zip through with everybody because we have seven comics left tonight. Your next comedian. Super uh, funny guy. Glad that he's here. Just not that I'm trying to be a matchmaker or anything, but did you know that Geneva Restorta is 22 years old? She is a college graduate and she is single. Uh, (laughs) Your next comedian, he's also a single guy. He's 24. He looks like a Jew, but I don't really think he is. Everybody put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! I am uh, I am 24, a college graduate and single. But Pam did not mention uh, that I cannot remove the odor of pasta from my bedroom. So if that's a turn on. I just I live in a room that constantly smells like pasta. So that's just thrown out there, ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, am, am I am I Jewish? I don't know. Uh, I ate, ate a lot of matzah over this weekend when I went back to visit my family. So that's the brownie points or some matzah points. I don't know. I was looking at the ingredient. Do you know matzah? I was eating it and I was like, this is disgusting. Uh, what are the ingredients? And then I read on an actual box of uh, flour uh, and water uh, and then end of the ingredients. <laughs> that is... That is the, the matzah. It was unsalted matzah I was oh eating, so it was it was two ingredients. Not that hard to figure out. Uh, I think eating matzah uh, makes me think the Jewish people enjoy suffering. So that's my. You guys, you can also catch more comments like that on my Facebook page. So <laughs> uh, it was um, I weird. Uh, I don't. I don't. I've, I've talked about this before. I don't fully know if I'm, I'm Jewish or not. My dad is. My mom isn't. So that makes me kind of uh, undetermined. I will say my last name is uh, Levy, but my family's last name uh, on my dad's side, on my Jewish side, uh, wasn't always Levy. My great grandfather changed it uh, from Pincus uh, to Levy, and now Pincus is also a Jewish name. Uh, and Levy is a more Jewish name. And he decided uh, in the 1930s, my great grandfather really decided to double down on the Jewish thing. I don't know if he just thought like Jewish people have suffered enough. It's on the up and up from the 1930s on. <laughs> Jews are gonna, gonna good, good times. Egypt, look out, we're moving on. And then uh, probably bad timing on that. My, uh, my dad uh, comes from a uh, traditionally a very Jewish part of the world. My dad uh, is from Scotland. So, you know, all those Scottish Jews. It's a little, you know, it's, yeah, a, a lot of ikve ok, like just a lot of guttural, <laughs> just grunts and <laughs> soup slurring. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. That's my that's my family. That's what I've been been thinking about recently. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, people were talking about Santa earlier. People were talking about Santa. Uh, the way I figured out 
uh, Santa was a real. So my my mom grew up, you know, with Santa Claus. My dad didn't at all. Uh, and I think I would have been I would have been about ten. Uh, and my older sister had already figured out there was no Santa. Uh, and my younger brother, who would have been six, I think he would have been six. He just asked my dad. He said, "Dad, is Santa real?" And my dad uh, said, "No." And then, <laughs> that's how that's how my younger brother found out. And then my mom, um, being the middle child, I guess I was just forgotten about uh, because we had like a family meeting just for convenience. And instead of like opening presents at the morning of Christmas, my mom just wanted to do it all Christmas Eve. Uh, so my mom said to the whole family, now that we know uh, Santa isn't real uh, and I had to play it cool, like I have this distinct memory of looking up, seeing all the faces of everyone in my family and realized like they were all on the same page. And I had no idea. Like, I had no idea what was going on. I was 10, possibly 11, possibly 14. I don't know. But it was, <laughs> I was deep in the thralls of believing in Santa Claus. And in, in seconds, it was just, I learned not only Santa was a real, but parents can lie. And it was, it was a bad, it was a bad day. I guess I could try one, uh, one actual joke. Do you guys uh, do you guys like San Francisco? Do you like living in in San Francisco? That's interesting. I found I think San Francisco is kind of an amazing place. I really I, I really do. I've lived a couple places, but I think San Francisco is a really amazing place because I think this is one of the few places on earth where we're all brought to, like it doesn't matter like what your you know like your gender, your race, your sexual preference, your 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 whoever you are as a person, your identity. I think. We all come together uh, and pretend homeless people don't exist. Like that is, that is our, that is our, what we do. It brings us all, it is the glue sticking the communities of San Francisco. To, the amount of, every one of us in here uh, as told a homeless person they don't have any change to spare and then walked into a mini golf, like an indoor mini golf. That was like cash only. Like that is, there's not a single person in San Francisco who hasn't done that on a regular uh, I think I think uh, San Francisco is the only place on earth where someone can tell you why being vegan is morally superior to any other diet whilst they simultaneously uh, curb stomp to death a homeless person. That is my... That is, <laughs> the meat industry is... Okay, that's my time, guys. Ian Levy, everyone! Heartless and homeschooled! Ian Levy! Yay! That was really funny. I give you a standing... I would have given you a clap break for that one about the homeless people. If I was in a normal audience with regular people, I would have made them have a clap break. Your next comedian, we should, she should always get clap breaks. Yay! You just came back. You were gone. We missed you. Where were you? She's like, where are you? <laughs> I'm in the booth hiding, saying happy things about you. Uh, I'm excited to hear her new jokes or her old jokes. I love all her jokes. Everybody clap wildly for Brooke Heineken. Yay! I owe you an email, and I'm sorry, Pam. Uh, but I haven't been, I just got back from out of town. Uh, I don't, this, Ian did his jokes, and now I don't feel bad about doing this joke. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, like I, I also moved here from somewhere else. I moved here from DC and I was there and then I was meeting all these people and I told them I was moving to San Francisco. They started shitting on San Francisco uh, and they were like, they don't even like it either. Wait, wait till you get there. And then I got there and I realized I see literally people shitting on San Francisco. Uh, all right. I'm desperately trying to make this joke work. 
tell me if I should just give up. All right, so I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of sports. Is anybody here a fan of sports? All right, uh, I'm an ignorant sports fan though, and I feel like being being a proud sports fan is kind of like being a proud American, because uh, everyone's like real into the home team, even though they have like a real questionable record. <laughs> but we're all really proud of them here, but not so popular at the away games, you know? <laughs> Especially when we don't tell them we're coming. Uh, but I'm, I'm a fan of Ohio sports. Uh, that's not a joke, I guess it is. Uh, I'm a Cincinnati sports fan. And no one is talking about the devastating effect that Donald Trump has had on people who need to wear red baseball hats. Uh, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. When you, when you wear a Cincinnati Reds hat in Cincinnati, means you're a Reds fan. You wear a Cincinnati Reds hat out here, and I learned it means you're in a gang. It's true. Uh, I found that out the easy way. I Googled it. Uh, but you wear, if you wear a Cincinnati Reds hat on the West Coast, it means that you're in the Bloods. Uh, and uh, somebody, because somebody told me that, they're like, aren't you gonna, afraid that, that people, if I wear your hat, people are going to think that I'm part of the gang? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't think the explanation is necessary. <laughs> Someone's going to take uh, one look at me and know that I fucking run these streets. Uh, I'm also an ignorant Bengals fan. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, a football team, I have to explain. Uh, and I have a, I have one Bengals jersey. I'm an ignorant Bengals fan, uh, but it's from when I was in high school and someone came up to me and was wearing it last season and they're like, why are you wearing that jersey? He doesn't play for the Bengals anymore. And I tried to play it all cool. Like, oh yeah, no, can't believe you got traded slash retired. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, nah, man, he's in jail. Oh yeah. For domestic abuse. Oh shit. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't think football players went to jail for that. <laughs> All right, I'll take you back on that. Uh, the only other joke I want to work on is, uh, so I'm from Ohio and we voted a bunch of weird shit. Uh, I'll literally on our ballot is the vote for county coroner. Uh, like no degree required. But like, I don't understand, you need a degree, don't you need like, like an extra degree to be a real estate agent? But like, we're like, we're just gonna let democracy have this one, you know? <laughs> sort of see what happens. You have to wonder also the people that decide they're going to run for that. Like, they're like, hmm, I'm a people person. No, okay. Or is that what it says in the job application? People person. Uh, but I, so they actually also have to run on party affiliations. So like, if we elected a, a Democratic coroner, when I inevitably die in a single bicycle accident, are they going to say that I, I died of a back alley abortion that wasn't covered by my health care? Uh, but we elected Republicans. They're going to say that I died of a tragic overdose of marijuana in Plan B. <laughs> all right, that's all I want to work on. Thanks. <laughs> you know Rock Ivy again, everyone. I don't think you can tragically overdose on Plan B. I think that it's... <laughs> but, no, I get your joke. I like your joke. I mean, it's a lot of... And, and, and technically, when you take Plan B, it's just a lot of, like, birth control drugs that runs, so you can fake it. Here's a, here's a life hack. If you're on birth control, but you don't take enough of it and you fuck up with your timing and you get pregnant, you can just take a lot of birth control. Now, don't do that. <laughs> but if you have a lot of extra birth control and you don't have access to a Planned Parenthood, that might be your plan B. Your next comedian will never have to deal with that because he does not have a uterus. Everybody put your hands together for Cody Smith. Yay! I close my eyes. You don't know I don't have a uterus. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Uh, I have jokes. 
Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of starting out in comedy for, for all intents and purposes. I've actually worked at a comedy club for like three, three years now. Um, yeah, but I, it just made me an alcoholic that dates the waitresses. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to use my weed card in a, uh, it, like uh, it's supposed to be used. You know, I went in and the guy was trying to sell me a weed tincture and I, I was like, oh, an anxiety tincture. I think uh, I probably have that, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm scared to try it. Ah, whoo. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've got long hair and I've been rocking it for a minute now. It's kind of taught me a lot about being a woman. Um, you know, I'm always losing my hair ties, right? Yeah, classic lady stuff, uh, you know, and you don't, you don't, I've learned not to wash it as much, just wash it like every, you know, put it off as long as you can. Um, and you know, like now I, I'm having this baby, I can't tell this guy because he's going to want me to get rid of it. Yeah. Having twins, like my girl Beyonce. Um, <laughs> I, uh, feel like living in San Francisco, um, I'm always like a step away from being a homeless person. Uh, a lot of us probably feel kind of similar. I, uh, I'm always dragging in furniture off the street into my house and, uh, talking to myself in the street. I've noticed I'm like, Oh God, this is just like some of the people I see on the street talking to themselves. The other day I was halfway through a, a cigarette I found on the ground and I realized I don't even smoke. Um, <laughs> I took a nap in the library the other day. Um, I was worried somebody's going to wake me up, say, get out of the library, man, you know? And, uh, hour later, woke up super well rested. Just, uh, you can sleep wherever you want in the city. It's totally cool. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever get a phone call from one of your cats and you can't tell which cat it is? You know, you, it's like your phone rings, like ring, ring, you pick it up. And cat's like, you're like, hello. And cat's like, meow, meow. You're like, oh, it's my cat. Wait, which cat is this? And your cat's like, meow, meow. And you can never tell which cat it is. It fucking drives me crazy. Uh, you know, just text me. Uh, <laughs> you guys ever see anyone standing looking like kind of a badass with their arms crossed and think, uh, I probably shouldn't shouldn't fuck with that guy, you know? It's kind of giving me a weird look. But maybe he just got a brand new sweatshirt and he loves it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these are all of the jokes, pretty much all of them. I uh, went to a reggae show with my family uh, for my mom's birthday. She really wanted to go. And uh, the band was uh, comprised of six white dudes and the, the name of the band was Fortunate Youth. And I, I couldn't help but think that's the most gentrified name for a reggae band of white dudes, Fortunate Youth. So yeah, mom bought me a guitar, uh, put me through music lessons, never really had a real job, smoked plenty of weed, and here we are, playing for a family of white people. Um, uh, do I have a joke to go out on? Maybe. Um, uh, I had a dream that, uh, Wolf was trying to get my groceries. Uh, 
and uh, I fought it off, like was trying to bite in my car. And I looked up wolf in um, like dream dictionaries online. And it said, you know, if you see a wolf, it's probably trying to like, it's something, something in your life is out of control. Um, I was like, oh, I can kind of relate to that. I looked up groceries, nothing. nothing there. Yeah, I guess I just like snacks. Yeah. All right, all in there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, Perry. Perry's not here. Yeah, I, I guess it's not. You know what? Your other problem is, you're, I love it though. Your, your shirt is buttoned together wrong, and it's just the most adorable thing. It is like you are the quintessential comedian. You're dating the waitresses, you're getting drunk, and you're putting your clothes back on wrong. I love it! Everybody clap wildly for Cody! Yay! to do like bondage jokes for Ken Suzuki and it never works I don't do any bondage so I don't know anything except like he's gonna he's gonna handcuff you to the chair and then to have sex with you (laughs) that's all I got I don't I don't know what kinky shit is but he does everybody clap your hands wildly for Ken Suzuki yay keep it going for that hot intro ladies and gentlemen that was, that was, oh, got me wet. All right, uh, do you guys ever notice that there aren't any coconut oil-based lubricants? Get to work, vegans. Come on here, sex takes a lot of work. I'm burning a lot of calories. I want to make sure my, I'm getting my proper doses of MCT oils before I go ask the mouth. <laughs> I'm strictly ketogenic. I want to make sure that this ass is properly keto before I eat it. It's like ketogenic diet joke, folks. That's what that joke is. So my, oh, my mother uh, was senile when she passed away. And I'll never forget her last words to me. She said, all toys are sex toys, if you know how to use them right. I don't know if she knew who she was talking to. Listen, the moral of my parents' union is that interracial breeding is wrong. Now... My attitude towards parenting is this. A cynical child is a happy child. You can never disappoint them when they've learned to expect nothing from you. Yeah, good point. Now, I don't know a lot about this. I only have one kid in like 15 states, and um, that's a joke. It's a bad joke. I apologize. It's a bad joke, guys. I don't have a kid in 15 states. I only have one kid. I have changed my name like 15 times, though. And... Uh, can't forget what I wanted to forget what I wanted to say. It's because I'm a hack. Now, choke fucking. Who's into it? Anybody into choke fucking? You know, choke fucking. You into it? Choke fucking. Choking while you fuck. There are people who are against this. Until those people, I say this. If God didn't want you to do it, why do you make the neck fit the hand so perfectly? Amen. That's how you know you found your soulmate, folks. You choke the ones you love. You choke the ones you love. That's what my parents taught me. Oh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Perfect segue, actually. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Not a bad way to go out. End your life on a high note. Come as you go. (laughs) Suicide. Say what you want about it. It's always an option. Now, if ever you're feeling down, (laughs) just remember, folks, it's not your fault. It's not. It's life. 
It'll be over eventually. Don't feel obligated to stay till the end either, though. <laughs> because one of the most beautiful parts, one of the most beautiful parts about being alive is knowing that you always have that option to walk out. This is an elective course, guys. It's not mandatory. Ah, <laughs> uh, brevity. Brevity is the soul of wit. Be mindful of that as you pen your suicide note, folks. <laughs> you want to know how to say more with less. When it comes to writing, be a Nietzsche. Don't be a Kant. Uh, Kant. Don't be a Kant, okay? <laughs> when it comes to writing, be a Hedberg. Don't be a Segura. We're going to just destroy these punchlines. When it comes to writing, be a Stephen Wright. Don't be an Ari Shafir. When it comes to writing, don't be a Jesselnik, not a Burr, okay? I'm going to figure out one of those. This is a good tag. Anyway, the hardest part about writing a good suicide joke, though, honestly, is the follow-through. Oh. <laughs> Ken Suzuki, everyone! It's the follow-through. I didn't even haunt. I did Purple haunt prose you. does not a good suicide joke make. Forgot to throw it in there. Purple prose does not a good suicide. Keeps brevity is the soul of wit, everyone. Yay, Ken Suzuki, yay! All right, we have two comedians left for you. Thank you for hanging in there till the end of the joke workshop. Your next comedian, super funny guy, uh, up all the time, everywhere. He runs. You still run a room, I think, somewhere. I just haven't been there in forever. He, your beard looks quaffed. You look lovely. He's ready to go. He's he's studious looking with that pencil behind his ear. Everybody, clap wildly for Michael Brandon. Thank you guys so much. Uh, uh, I was at work and I was watching the uh, the United Airlines video like over and over again. Uh, call me crazy, but like in six months, that guy is gonna win America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, no, but I was watching that video and I couldn't help but wonder, like, I wonder if the people at Greyhound are watching that and they were like, damn, we don't even do that. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for Greyhound to really jump in on this, you know, capture a market, you know, that has some new customers there. And you'd be like, hey, Greyhound. You're like, don't worry, man. We won't beat you up. You might sit next to a guy that's shooting up for 12 hours. But hey, we're Greyhound. We'll get you halfway there. I was once on I was once on Greyhound once and the and the bus driver went over the microphone. I swear to God, Greyhound has a microphone. And uh, they were like, "You ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna be taking the scenic route uh, through Fresno, California," uh, which I thought was weird because I was like, "Fresno, California has a scenic route," because uh, you know, I always thought of Fresno, California as like America's bus stop. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it, it, and as we were like 10 minutes into Fresno, we were going down this highway and there was this guy just slaughtering a cow on the side of the road. <laughs> just not even like he wasn't even tripping or anything. Just like, la da la, this is where your food comes from. <laughs> He's just going away at it. And I was like, can we circle around for that? I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was, I was uh, hanging out, and I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, U.S. government can spy on you via your TVs, your smart TVs, if you have, like, Chromecast, or if you have uh, just any smart TV, they can use that as a microphone to listen in on you, and uh, it's, that's a true thing, and uh, so it made me want to investigate Netflix. Uh, I think we should investigate Netflix, because I think maybe there's a reason why Netflix doesn't give a fuck that you share your password. 
You know, we're all thinking we're getting one over on Netflix, getting free Netflix. But meanwhile, they're like, we fucking know everything about you. Dude. <laughs> you think you're slick. <laughs> think you're slick. And uh, so, like, I don't know if you know, but Instagram and Netflix and all that, the way they make money, the way their company makes money is they sell the information that, like, your information, like, what your searches and all that stuff. So I was like, hey, let's cut out the middleman. Let's cut out Instagram. I wanted to create a company where you can just sell your information directly to the manufacturers, to the stores. And then I realized that all I had created was a survey. Uh, <laughs> not original. Uh, it happens all the time. <laughs> not going to make a million dollars, guys. Uh, not going to make a million dollars. Rape fantasy is very popular right now. I am not a fan of rape fantasy. I think it's uh, you know something I don't know why you would want to fantasize that but it's like one of the number one searches on Pornhub and across uh, the porn industry and uh, I think uh, one of the craziest rape fantasies the only rape fantasy I'll accept is Tarzan and Jane uh, here's why because Jane had to teach Tarzan how to do everything you know, he had to teach him how to walk like a man because he used to walk like the gorillas. He was in the gorillas. You know, she had to teach him how to speak English because he spoke, you know, whatever gorillas speak. And you know damn well she had to teach him how to fuck like a man. <laughs> right? Because there's no way. He was raised by gorillas. <laughs> he saw everything gorillas were doing. <laughs> There's no way that Tarzan fucked like an Englishman, all right? That was some dirty, dirty sex, all right? I'm going to say it right now. He probably hit Jane, all right? I feel like that's a chapter in the book that needed to be talked about, and it probably was in the first draft. And they were like, no, no, this is not going in the book. There's no way we are putting this man fucking this woman like a gorilla. Uh, uh, thank you, guys. everyone gorilla fucking never thought of it before today but i'll never forget it after awesome uh also the worst disney movie of all time probably is tarzan uh, it's tarzan tarzan oh, Tarzan's so good no because phil collins phil collins did the worst the worst soundtrack of all there could never have been a worse soundtrack it is really bad yeah you'll be bad. it's terrible no it's awful Ruining Disney films forever, Tarzan. They got them. You know what? They they made it back with Emperor's New Groove because David Spade is a genius. Okay, your last comedian of the night. Uh, I I don't know if everyone else has such heated views on Disney videos as Ian Levy and I do. <laughs> uh, but we're almost done. Your last comedian. Thanks for sticking around. Clap your hands wildly for Will Greenberg. Yay! You know it would be such a Hey everybody. All right, just a couple things for me. Um, so I think it's about time we put a lid on making fun of people's names, name jokes. People will make fun of folks if they have a name that sounds weird to them, but it's really pretty ridiculous when you think about it. It's somebody's from a different culture, someone maybe literally from a different country. It's kind of like if you go to Mexico and someone says to you, hola, you say, wrong. It's hello or hi or in more informally, maybe hey. Uh, so you can't just tell people you know, what, uh, what they should say. Um, and the other thing that's ridiculous about making fun of people's names is that most average white guy names sound basically like the first sounds a baby makes when it's learning to talk, right? Bob, Al, Jeff. Uh, 
Let's see. Um, I'll just do one more. Uh, so uh, one thing that's still troubling me, uh, it was pretty troubling during the election, uh, is fake news. I know everybody's pretty worried about it. Uh, and, and I think we're, you know, we're all looking for solutions. Um, and in, in my own quest for solutions, I've been you know, scouring the internet for the most honest websites. And I realized the websites that have the most honest headlines are porn. They tell you exactly what you're gonna get, right? You go online. Busty blonde gets nailed by giant cock. All right, well, it's a good premise, so let's click. So she's clearly a busty blonde, and uh, she's getting nailed, and if we take another look, yeah, that's a giant cock. I think so. Uh, so that's why I think I'm gonna start getting all of my news from Pornhub from now on. Uh, uh, Trump rams healthcare bill down Democrats' throats. <laughs> Comes on face. Okay, <laughs> thanks so much. That was a, that's the funniest political joke I've heard in a while. So that's good. That's my favorite Trump joke all for the past this month. I'm going to say for this month. I enjoyed it. Ian wants to say something. Uh, just Bring a quick opinions. note. Uh, that is an actual thing that Pornhub does. The, did you see the footage of them putting up a Trump speech and said uh, uh, fat blonde fucks millions? Uh, like That's a video on, on Pornhub that is just a Trump speech. So I just just be careful with that premise. But yeah. Why be careful of the present? Bring it out. That's great, though, that it's... Okay. I mean, I, I think bringing light to it is really funny. And if Pornhub is doing it... I mean, I don't watch Pornhub, so... I mean, it, and then yeah. we could get into a conversation about, you know, how much that you glean from the world, what, what is hack. I don't think Pornhub is hack. I don't think we've gotten there yet, so... Glean away, young man. Uh, hey, this has been the Joke Workshop here tonight on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Jeff and George in here learning tonight. Thank you so much. You guys are great. We're going to, you, you're halfway through your training. Woo! As is Geneva Restorta as we train today. So um, be excited for their new shows that are coming here to Mutiny Radio uh, Sundays and Thursdays respectively. Hey, everybody, have a good night. Go out there, do some more open mics. Uh, yay. We have um, open mics five nights a week here tomorrow and Wednesday at 8, uh, Friday at 6, and Saturday at 4. This Friday's Pamtastics is a uh, hell hat. There is room for guest sets if people want to talk to me later. And all right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yay. If you're like me, you're probably wondering... Should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine
Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. We are Unleashed the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish 
sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Six Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Six Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 